Amen. We're going to keep our Bibles open, or you can open them or get them on your phone to Joshua chapter 24, and we're going to look at that passage of Scripture together today. We're going to look at other parts of of God's Word as well. We're going to write a few things down, so if you want to have something to take notes, that would be great, but we don't have much time left together today, so let's just dive into God's Word and see what He has for us this morning, and I'm going to begin with a question. How many of you had a special relationship with a grandparent or grandparents. Just raise your hand if you had a special relationship with you. Okay, so yeah, that's all over. And if you are watching at home, just like do a little heart emoji or something. Like if you had a special relationship with your grandpa or grandma. Now, how many grandparents have a special relationship with your grandchildren? Let me see those hands. Okay, hands everywhere for that, right? And you can do that as well, all the grandparents, a shout out to you. I had awesome grandparents on really both sides of my family, but it's my, my dad's mom and dad that I felt a special connection with because I would spend the summers with them in Iowa. And that was a very important time in my life as a little boy, and, and my grandpa and grandma have been gone for about 30 years now. They're buried at the Friends Cemetery in New Sharon, Iowa. Don't worry about where that's at. doesn't matter. You'll never see it. But I, I have a picture of their, their tombstone on there, their gravesite. And, and um, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't go there very often, even when we go to New Sharon, Iowa. I don't, I don't stop by, and it's not because I'll be overly sad or I don't care or don't want to remember them. It's that I don't have to go there to remember them. I remember them in my heart. I remember them as I walk around the town that they lived in. I remember them as I uh, go to the church that they attended when they lived in that town, and I hear the stories of their life, and even some older people in the congregation still remember them and tell me how my grandpa and grandpa had impacted their life, and, and I am grateful for the legacy that my grandpa and grandma really on both sides, gave our family. And our scripture today is Joshua 24, 15, and it's this, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My grandparents said that. My mom and dad said that. I say that to our boys, and I pray that they'll say that to their families as well. I was speaking in Washington State uh, about a little over a decade ago, and I was with uh, pastors Phil and Carrie Vance, and, and we were at a conference and speaking at their church, and, and they invited me over for dinner one night, and it was them, their family, their children, some people from church, their grandchildren. It was a, quite, a, quite a meal we were having, and so Phil, if you remember how big Phil is, he's preached here before, big voice, and he praised the prayer for, for the meal, and then at the end of the prayer, and, and, and Phil doesn't know how to whisper he doesn't have an inside voice. He just shouts everything, and he goes, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And everybody started cheering. Like, yeah. You know, I'm like, wow, okay. And he said that's a tradition that they've started as a family. When the boys were very little, they would say their prayer over the meal, and then they'd say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And all the little boys and girls would cheer. Yeah. So I had something I was bringing home. And our boys were younger back then, and so we came back home, and I said, I learned this at a pastor's friend's house, and I want us to start doing this. 
We're going to pray for our dinner, and then when we're done, I'm going to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, and the boys will cheer. And to this day, it's like, yeah. You should see it as restaurants. It's awesome. But, um, but, uh, but it's so ingrained in their heart that if I forget to say it, one of them will pipe up. Dad, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The context of the scripture is the final chapter of Joshua. It is the moment where he has to say goodbye. They have possessed the promised land. It is still very wild, everything that's going on around them, and some of the people are beginning to drift into the practice of idol worship and some other things. And so Joshua, before he goes, he says, I want to remind you who your God is. I want to remind you what your God has done. And I want to make a declaration that he is our God. And basically says, I don't know about you guys, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He says, I'm going to call you to do the same, and the call to follow, they all respond. Joshua's an interesting character in the Old Testament because he lives a very long life, over 100 years, but he is born as a slave in Egypt. When they are released from slavery, he lives in the shadow of Moses pretty much almost the rest of his life. He lives next to him, and and when Moses would meet with the Lord, it says that Joshua would stay behind, that Joshua would continue to linger in the presence of the Lord. We talked about it a little bit today. There's something about abiding in the presence of the Lord. And in the story of Joshua, he was the one that just abided in the presence of the leader, Moses, but also in the presence of the Lord. Eventually, Moses taps him on the shoulder and asks him to be the commander of the army. And then when Moses passes away for the last few years of Joshua's life, he is the leader of God's people. The first thing I have for you will be on the the screen behind me, and that's this, that Joshua's most important relationship was with God, who was his source of confidence, strength, and victory. That that because Joshua knew that God was the most important relationship in all of his life, beyond Moses, beyond anything else, he was a source of confidence and strength and victory. He abided with the Lord. Joshua is an interesting character in the Old Testament because most Old Testament characters at some point go off the rails. They make some pretty major mistakes. They have pretty big sins. They have pretty big failures. But, but Joshua doesn't. There's something about Joshua because he abided with the Lord. And I think it started very early in his life. And if you could just jump to Joshua chapter 1 with me. And, and we're going to kind of look at the bookends of the book. So in the very first chapter it says, Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate, in, med, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. So this is the very beginning of his life. Meditate on the law of the Lord. Follow God. Be strong and courageous. And if you do these things, Everything you do will prosper. You will be successful. I will bless you. 
How many of you want to be blessed? How many of you want, I mean, I don't know about you, it's like, I want this, but it came from Joshua abiding with God. That his most important relationship was his relationship with God. And it was that relationship that gave him strength. It was that relationship that gave him courage. It was that relationship that gave him victory. It was that relationship that gave him success. It was that relationship that led to some mighty miracles in his life. Because God showed up in the life of Joshua. And I want to tell you the same God that Joshua had is your God. And he will show up in your life as you abide with him. Joshua was was strong and courageous. It was repeated over and over again in chapter 1. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Because God was going to give them the promised land. God was going to fight their battles. But they still had to go into battle. They still had to fight. It still required strength. It still required obedience. It still required courage. And there's three things from Joshua's life I'd love for you to write down right now because we know that God is Joshua's source, but how did he live that out? How did he practically live that out? And he did three things. Joshua was obedient, Joshua was courageous, and Joshua was dedicated to God in his word. Joshua was obedient. Even when it didn't make sense, Joshua was obedient. They're going into the promised land, and the first big battle they're going to have is the battle of Jericho. He's got his army ready. He's been the commander of the Lord's army for a long time. He's ready to go. He's ready to take on the city. God's already promised the land. You remember when Joshua was younger? He thought he could do it back then. He, he, when the 10 spies went in, he believed, or the 12 spies went in, the 10 said no. Joshua Campbell said yes. So Joshua's been waiting his whole life for this fight. He knows it's going to happen. But God says, I don't want you to fight this battle. You're just going to walk around the walls. You're not even going to say a word. Because after, you know, probably 40 years, he wants to trash talk somebody, right? You know, but he's like, no, you're just going to walk around quiet, 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 quiet. Seven times quiet, and then the last one you can shout. Shout to the Lord, blow the trumpets, and, and the walls fell. See, he was obedient even when it was like, I, I don't really want to do that. God, I have this other plan I'd really like to do. But, but he was obedient. He was courageous. See, there's something about courage inside of us that, that helps us to be obedient. It's because we have faith. It's because we believe in God. We can be courageous when we believe in God. And, and Joshua was dedicated to God and his word. Joshua chapter 1, if you meditate on all of these things, Joshua, you will have success. If you meditate on all the words of the Lord, and, and Joshua did that. And, and Psalm 1 tells us that when we meditate on the, the law of the Lord, we're like a tree planted by a river. That we're a tree that always has a source of water and nutrients coming to us. That when we abide with God, we're planted in a place where we will prosper. Because we have God and his word running through us. If you want to become all that God created you to be, you need to abide in his presence. And he will be faithful to the one who is faithful to him. God is faithful, and he will bring it about. And so we declare with our mouth that, for as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That no matter what, no matter what we face, in the midst of everything going on in our world, just as it was crazy back then, we say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The psalm for this week, I didn't have Jennifer read this because I was going to read it in our, our our message today, but is Psalm 78. 
Psalm 78. And because of time, I'm just going to read a few verses from Psalm 78. Beginning of verse 2, it says, For I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and known, stories of our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of God, about his power and his mighty wonders. I want you to look at those few lines right there in the middle where it says, we will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation. I believe that there are stories and there are testimonies that we are called to tell our children and our children's children. That we are called to tell them the story of God. That we're called to tell them the stories of the Bible, yes, of of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because that's what Joshua did in in his last talk to the people. He, He begins back and tells them this is all that God has done for us. But then Joshua begins to rehearse as you read chapter 24 of all the things that God had done for them right now and that God is continuing to do in their lives. And and so we need to tell the goodness of our God. We need to tell our children and our children's children of the power of God. We need to share our testimony with our children. We owe it to the next generation. That's why we invest as a church in, in children and in youth and, and the college that we have here and, and, and the Ascension Convention we put on, all the different things, because we believe that we owe the next generation a touch from God, the testimony of who God is, that there is a God who was, but he still is. There is God who's done great things, and there's a God who will do great things, that there is a God that has changed our life, because when Jesus comes in, he changes everything. We have to tell our children this. We have to tell the story of God. Because in the Old Testament, over and over again, they're told to do things to make their children ask questions. Like, Mom and Dad, why do we do this? We think of the Passover where the children are to ask, okay, so why are we celebrating? How does this all work? When you look at the Old Testament feasts, there's seven feasts. Three of them they are asked to celebrate at home. They don't go to the temple or the synagogue. They celebrate at home. Because God says, I want my presence to be in your home. I want to be a part of your home. And and it's good to come to church, and we will invest as a church in our children and our children's children, but you're only here an hour, maybe two a week, and so how many hours do we have at home right now, right? It's crazy this year. So many hours at home. And we need the presence of God in our homes. We need someone to stand up in our home and say, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That the presence of the Lord will be in my house because we don't need 24-7 distractions in our home. We don't need the TV and the radio on all the time in our home. We don't need to be surfing Facebook all the time in our home. We don't need to be binge-watching the next thing on Netflix all the time in our home. There are times in our home where we say, no, this is the house of God, that we need a fresh touch of God, that I'm going to tell the good things that God has done, that around a dinner table I'm going to say a prayer for our family, and then we're going to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and we will cheer. And we will ask our children, what's God doing in your life? And then if they don't have anything to say, let me tell you what he's doing in my life. Because God, my God is alive, and we want to tell the story of what God has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. And I want to tell you that it's not too late to begin this. 
that no matter where you're at in life, you can say, no, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You can start today. Joshua was saying this pretty much at the last moment of his life, that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, that I'm going to declare that for me and my house, for my children and my children's children, we will serve the Lord. I will abide with the Lord. And it has to be real to you because your, your kids and your grandkids, they could sniff it out a mile away if it's not real, right? It's got to be real that you're abiding with the Lord. Let me tell you, it's not too late. You can declare it today. I realize that many of you are saying, well, that's great for you, Pastor Daryl. You had amazing grandparents. You have an amazing dad and, and mom. You, 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 you kept it going in your home. That's, that's really good for you. That's not my story. Let me tell you the whole story. That my grandpa, his dad, was an alcoholic that was extremely abusive and cruel. I don't need to go into all the details of this man's life, but my dad, my grandpa's mom, his mom died when he was six because of the abuse the mother suffered at the hands of his dad. And, and um, he just said, it stops now. My family won't be like this. And he made it very clear that I will never touch alcohol. And, I'm, I'm, and he, just, he got into church and he just said, okay, that's it. That's it. This is not continuing to the next generation. This is it. And I'm so grateful that he did. And, and sometimes we need to tell the story of something that was bad, that had to be turned around. Because there is a price to pay when we rebel against God, and we rebel against his laws. We don't meditate on his laws, we just do it. And some of you have come from those kinds of families that it, the abuse was far worse than when my grandpa experienced. But it's you who can say, it stops now. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. From here on, we draw the line in the sand. And I will not be ashamed of my past. We're just walking into a brand new future because Jesus changed my life and he can change everything. And so that, that you now have a story to tell. Yes, that is part of my story in the past. But as of today, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My grandparents have been gone for 30 years. And the people who remember them are fewer and fewer and older and older. And as Leslie and I were there, and, and it's great to get together with those older couples, and they tell the impact that, that my grandpa and grandma had on their life. And it's amazing because by that time, my grandpa had suffered Parkinson's disease for many years. He never preached a sermon in that church. He just went to that church. He, he, he never did anything amazing. He just loved people and spent time with people and, and impacted people in their, in their everyday life. And... and had an amazing impact, but, but those people are growing older and that impact gone. And I was talking to Leslie, it's like, it's our turn now. It's our turn now to be my grandparents. It's our turn now to impact lives around us, the, to impact the people around us, to help other people say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, to help other people abide with God. It's now my turn to leave a legacy. It's time for you to take your family where it's never gone before. 
It's time to take your grandchildren to where they've never gone before. It's time to just say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's time to respond as the people did when the challenge was laid out there by Joshua. Will you do this? How did they respond in verse 24? And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. It's time today to make that decision and that declaration as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Just want to wait on the Lord at the end of the service here. We're going to pray. Ask God to seal this in our heart. You can already begin to make your declaration to the Lord. Today is a new day. It's a day of salvation. It's a day of stepping forward. It's a day of drawing a line in the sand. I felt impressed with the Lord last night, and I'm going to say it again today because I, I really believe this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. Um, and, and I'm not going to say it to a specific person because I don't feel led because I don't know who, it, who it's for, but I just really feel the Holy Spirit saying, you're doing better than you think you are. There may be some that feel as though they have failed their family or they did not hold the standard or whatever, and, and the enemy wants to discourage you and to tell you that it doesn't matter, that what you did doesn't matter or, or what have you, but the Lord would say you're doing better than you think you are. Keep holding the ground. Keep saying as for me and my house, for as me as my children and my children's children, we will serve the Lord. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that it rings true. May we be people of your word. May we, like Joshua, just linger in your presence to know you. That we wouldn't linger in the presence of this world with all the distractions of this world, but that, Lord, we would linger with you. That we would know you. God, that you would be at work inside of us to, to give us a testimony, to tell everyone around us. Lord, I, I pray for every mom and dad. I pray for every grandpa and grandma. I pray for every uncle and aunt. I pray for every family friend, every teacher, everyone that, that impacts the lives of children. Lord, may we do it for your glory. May we tell your story. May they see you in our lives. May we pass it down to the next generation. And Lord, we also make this declaration that though none go with us, still I will follow. That as for me, even if my house rejects me, as for me, I will serve the Lord. God, we believe that you love us, that you love our kids and our grandkids more than we ever could. I pray that you draw every heart to you. I pray that as we take the stand this week, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, that we will see the fruit of our declaration. And God, thank you that you are the God of miracles. And thank you that you're with us this week as we live this out. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.